0: hi family thank you for tuning in from all around the nations of the earth for today's what's going to be really really special episode conversation with my very special guest joining me for today's episode of of course live your best life with me, is right and um my special guest is coming back for another conversation we we have had him on the show a couple of times and you guys have loved listening to our conversations it's been very empowering content for you so he is a chiropractor, and he's actually known as um, as America's leading expert in the area of stress. And so, has through through the years, there have been many thousands of people that have been healed and brought back into a life of balance, of homeostasis, as he would say, learning how to live life well in a real state of wellness, body, soul, and spirit. He's also the founder of Matthew 10 International Ministries, through which he has preached the gospel to millions of people and seen signs and wonders accompanying the preaching of the gospel, of course. And also, their organization is very active in the abolition of generational slavery, which we are going to hear more about today. So it is my joy to welcome back into the conversation with me, Dr. Pete Sulak. Dr. Pete, welcome. It is,
1: it, is a, it is an honor to be with you once again and just to see what God's doing through your ministry all around the world.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's a privilege. Absolute privilege, isn't it, to be flowing with Jesus in what we're doing. So I wanted to ask you, will you share with us a little bit about what you're doing um, out missions in the nations? You, know, what you What you're doing through your organization at the moment, because it's powerful.
1: Matthew 10 is a ministry that we started in right around 2005, 2006. I'm a chiropractor by trade, as many of you know, but my heart's always been, Lord, you've blessed us so much. And so Matthew 10, verse 8 says, as freely as you've received, freely give. And we started a nonprofit not because we want to, just simply felt the call of God to take our resources and put them back in the kingdom of God. And God has been very gracious Um I have a great heritage. I have a grandmother was born in Nagaland, India. I have a great grandparents that brought the Bible to the headhunters of Nagaland, India. We've had people that have prayed every day for over hundred years for my great grandfather's descendants to be used to win India and the world of Christ. But it's simply just in spite of us, it's simply a gift that God's given us to go and advance the kingdom of God on our spare time. But it's just a part of what we love to do on a regular basis.
0: Just amazing, amazing. Okay, when I was reading your website and some looking at some of the current work that you're involved with, my heart—I just felt the compassion of Jesus, felt His presence so strongly. When I began to look at the video and the story of what you're currently involved with in India, setting people who are in slavery in brick factories because of debt free, I honestly—I I didn't even know that this particular form of slavery was in existence. And so, so will you share with us a little bit about like when the team went down there and they began to come and meet some of these people? What's happening? What did they experience?
1: Yeah, you know, our team in January went to experience our virtual crusades in person in the Middle East. And they wanted to experience what it was truly like to be on that side of the world as I was preaching the gospel from right here. And God's been very gracious over the last since COVID to open up this brand new door to evangelize through virtual crusades around the world. But while they were there they were brought into some of the brick factories and they began to experience truly what many of our new believers that have been planted in our churches, literally their living conditions and what they really succumb to on a regular basis, that families that were in generational slavery for decades, 40 years, 50 years. In fact, we met a gentleman who was paying off his grandfather's debt still. And so what happens typically in some of these countries is that when they go, the brick factories really build the bricks for the infrastructure of the whole country. And when they go in and a brick factory will lend someone money. So say, for instance, I need a surgery for my daughter or my son, and I don't have the money for that surgery. Well, a landowner or brick factory owner will lend me the money. In an exchange, I will go work in this brick factory. The problem is you can never really get out of it. In fact, if you look at a family, they're typically doing around 1,500, building by hands 1,500 bricks a day, 9,000 on average in a week, 40,000 on average in a month, 480,000, almost 500,000 bricks by hand in a year, but never because of the interest that accrues getting out of slavery. And so they can never pay off the debt. And so there's 20 in just one country alone in the Middle East, there's 20,000 brick factories basically housing 4.2 million people that are stuck in generational slavery that are literally in bondage. And we, through just the efforts of one of our team members and their family, they just said, what would what would it take to set a family free? And we began the process of setting families free.
0: Oh, my gosh so oh my gosh there's so many different directions i want to go in there but what so what did you start to do how did you begin to serve them in such a you know dire situation
1: so we we talked to our team on the ground in our crusade director and the the question came up how do we like how much debt like what kind of debt load are they dealing with and they said the average family is dealing with about 800 to a thousand dollars in a loan that they're trying to pay off. And so they said, well, can we pay off, you know, we had 50 families that we identified in two brick factories that had come to Christ in one of our crusades, were planted in our local church, but still in slavery. See, they can leave the brick factory one day a week. And so what we did is we evangelized during that day of the week, and now they can come to church on Sundays. But what we found is they're still in slavery in just dire conditions. And so the question is, well, what do we do? We said, well, let's pay off their debt. And so we asked, well, if we want to pay off the debt of 50 people, what would it cost us? And we got a number. But then our crusade director said, you know, the problem with that is if you set them free, they're still out on the street. They have nothing. So we said, he said be, he began to explain a strategy that began to work. And it was a strategy that we would pay off a family's debt. Right. Basically paid off to the to the landowner. And then we would provide them a rickshaw, a, a motorized rickshaw vehicle, which is a flatbed vehicle okay, on a motorized cart. And we would provide them this loader rickshaw and then allow them from there to begin to learn how to become just a transporter of goods. So we provide them an income. Then we place them into a home in a community. And basically what is developed into is that we have highlighted 600 families that are planted in one of our local churches in the middle east of those 600 families the goal is to pay off their debt which averages out to about 800 to thousand dollars throw them a celebration and so what we do is we've set 152 families free now. and what we do is we provide them basically an invitation to a banquet At first, they didn't know what they were coming to, so we provide them, we hand deliver them an invitation to a banquet, we invite them to a celebration, like the prodigals coming home. We erected a big white tent, hung chandeliers from it, put a red carpet, tables with their placemats, we provide them brand new sets of clothes to come to this event, And it's at the event where they're getting pictures and basically being celebrated that we let them know that their debts have been paid and that they're now free. At first, it's like they don't even know how to comprehend that. We believe it's one of the greatest expressions of the love of God, exposing a person's worth and value that he came to unlock our destiny. And what a beautiful reflection of Christ on the earth. And so we throw these celebrations for them we let them know that they're free we pay off their debt we give them brand new loader rickshaws for their family to become transporters we put them in a brand new community provide them the rent for four to six months, provide them food for the whole time, surround them with our church family. And it's truly amazing what God's doing. We're planning home churches in the different families. They're being set free. Their community is coming in and experiencing really the goodness of God. It's the goodness of God that brings a person to repentance and to share and allow mercy, the mercies of God and the kindness of God to really kiss family after family after family. And we really have a desire be to, before the years done. It's a big God, God desire, a God goal. But we know God, there's nothing too hard for our God, and we're believing for 600 families are going to be set free before the end of this year.
0: Yes, we need to join with you for for that for that to be achieved. Like so, yes, in our prayers. In our giving, however, we can help you achieve that. Can we find information about that on the website? Can you know, obviously, I'm sure you need partnership with it.
1: Yes, you can go to matthew10.com, m a t t h e w 1 0.com. And it's a website that we created to just invite people into the river with us. I think I pray that the thing people realize with Matthew 10 is that Matthew 10 is not about Dr. Pete, it's not about, it's just, it's about Jesus. And it's about mm-hmm. exposing the world's worth and value and ex- letting them know that Jesus is the gift from God that came to reconcile the world back to him and redeem mankind. And there's so many people just jumping in the river with us. One puts a thousand flight, two ten thousand 10,000 in flight. And it just it's so amazing to see the people that are jumping in the river and saying, I want to be a part of setting captives free spiritually and physically.
0: Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. You know, and you, one of the things that was so moving for me when I was looking at the video and looking at what you're doing, it's just seeing the faces on the whole families. Like you could see as they began to light up as they were receiving the truth of the gospel and they were see, receiving the love of Jesus and just love coming through people towards them. Like you said, just treating them with honor, you know, because they belong to God. They just don't know, you know, and so It was very moving to see that was like the foundation that you laid. You went in with the love. You went in with the truth. And then you began to move into practical, you know, practical, like you said, planting these churches, bringing them into family. So it's restoration, isn't it? It's full, the whole thing, it's restoration of their lives. It's really
1: the full gospel. You know,
0: I've
1: been working around the world for years, and one of my early crusade directors, godly, godly man, Um, Been all over the world. One of the most fruitful individuals I've ever been around in my entire life. And he said, you know, Dr. Pete, in America, you kind of consider the full gospel, you pray in tongues. Over here, we believe the full gospel is you take someone from nothing. You give them Jesus you provide them an education, you give them food, you provide them coven, You provide, and you allow them to go be a, a very successful citizen who loves Jesus. They can go and infiltrate the world and shine in the midst of a dark, dark world and truly advance the kingdom of God. And this is just a great way for us to not only just introduce people to our God— And it's the greatest Mm -hmm. news ever, the good news of Jesus Christ, that we were destined to be in relationship with the living God, a personal, intimate relationship with God Himself. But not only that, we come into Him, and then we begin to experience His goodness, His promises that are yes and amen. And He says, hey, I'm going to be your banner and protector, your strong tower. I'm going to be your refuge and strength. I'm going to go before you. I'm never going to leave you nor forsake you. I'm going to be your El Shaddai, your God, and more than enough, And then show them practically that this God that we serve is not dead. He's not historical. He's the living God. We serve the living, resurrected God. He died. He rose again, and he hasn't died since. So he's alive on the earth today through his sons and daughters. And for them to be able to experience it tangibly and let it be a reflection of the goodness of God, that the mercies Mm -hmm. and the kindness of God are kissing his new sons and daughters. And it's that goodness that allows people to go, wow. I'm not experiencing that. I want that. It's the goodness of God that causes people to come to that aha moment that realizes wow, I need Jesus too.
0: Yeah. Absolutely, Oh, just so, the passion in you and the anointing on you when you're speaking is so contagious. It's like everything in, inside of me was like waking up all over again. It's like oh, I'm excited to be a Christian. It's the most amazing experience in life, you know, to know Jesus and to yeah live from that oneness that we have with Him now because the spirits inside of us. Oh, you know, it's people just,
1: say all the time. I said, Doctor Pete, you know, like is every day a good day? Yes. Like, how yeah. could it not be? I'm a child of the living God. I no longer find my identity in what I've done, what I've been through. My testimony is not what I've gone through in my life. My testimony is what he went through on my behalf. And every day I can wake up and having the joy of the Lord and just experiencing the joy of my salvation, that I'm a child of God and I've, I've been called to reign in this life through the power of the Holy Spirit.
0: Just powerful, powerful. Mm -hmm. And to be able to do this and to preach this true gospel, sharing the truth in these places that are just so full of darkness, bringing his light and seeing the people transform is just amazing. It's amazing what you do. Okay, we have a treat for you guys in finishing the show today we're going to play for you the video that was recorded actually in the village. So you're going to see the first of the 50 families. I think it is Dr. Peter, isn't it? That actually were brought out of slavery, out of captivity into life in Jesus and a brand new life set, set on course again in life, walking with Jesus. And it's just absolutely amazing to see it. So we're going to, I'm going to close the show now and I'm going to, you'll, you will then move into being able to watch, uh, one of the most moving pieces of footage that I think I've seen in a very, very, very long time. It's real hope. Dr. Pete, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for giving us your precious time and for all that you do.
1: Yes, it is truly an honor. It's an honor always to be with you.
0: Yeah, you too. You too. So, guys, have the most amazing week and enjoy the film.
2: There was this unbelievable expression of the power of Jesus to transform and to satisfy and empower people to have a hope that
3: was unshakable. The fact that there is slavery of that magnitude going on still was shocking to me. And they're not your normal slaves. These are people that borrowed money. Somebody got sick in the family, they needed money to pay hospital bills. They couldn't go to a bank because they don't have credit. So they go to the owner of the brickyard and he loans them money. Well, all he's doing is trapping them.
4: Every single time we went up to one of these families and we were like, hey, like, have you ever seen anyone get freed? Like, how much longer do you have? How much debt do you have left? They were like, we've never seen anyone get freed. We're, we're stuck here. This is our life. Like, this is just how we're going to live. Just to know that they had to come to face that reality was, I'm sure, something beyond we'll ever like experience. We started learning their plight while we were there and just
5: understanding the actual situation that we're in. And we would just simply ask them questions, and we would say, can you tell us a little bit about your story, like how you came to the brick factory? And you know, one man said, well, my eight-year-old daughter needed a $500 surgery. We were there, and his eight-year-old daughter was now 22. And their whole family has been in slavery ever since. I mean, can you imagine being that girl? You're 22, and you're thinking,
2: it's my fault. This, it's hard to fathom. No words being spoken. It, It was eerie how silent it was. There's nothing to talk about. There's nothing to play. It's just make more bricks.
4: We were with the pastors in the Middle East, and they were like, we want you to see this. Like These people don't have a voice. Y'all have to be the voice for them.
5: The poor of the Earth, the special ones in God's kingdom are the weak ones, the ones who can't speak for themselves, the ones who can't fight for themselves, those who don't have someone to protect them and i really believe that the way we treat them is the way that we're treating our god and jesus says that they are the prized ones in my kingdom and so to get to go on a mission trip and just be the hands and feet of jesus just look at them with our physical eyes and look them in the eyes and prove to them that god loves them prove to them that he sees them because our our physical presence we're physically there gosh, it's just the greatest privilege I could have on this earth.
4: Every single time we'd ask them, like, what can we pray for you for? I'm physically enslaved, but I'm spiritually free. I just want to be physically free, too.
2: That was the first uh, time where I had encountered the type of joy that I saw in the people in the brick kilns, where it was this unshakable joy, like, My whole hope, my whole life is hidden in Jesus. My whole hope is in heaven, in eternity with the Father. Um, And he will reconcile everything. He will restore everything. He will redeem everything. For me, being there was this unbelievable expression of the power of Jesus to transform and to satisfy and empower people to have a hope that, was unshakable
4: and there was a man who we asked him what's your favorite part of the bible And he responded psalm 91 and that was his firm hope and he wakes up every day with that hope that he is spiritually set free and that is the reason he has joy and that is the reason that he has peace and that he has love even despite their living condition was just crazy to see
3: I had no idea that there were tens of thousands of brickyards where bricks are being made by slaves. $1,000 loan. Oh, well, they to pay that off. They can't pay it off. With the interest rate running on the $1,000 and the fact that they're only getting enough money each week to buy food, they'll never make a payment on the debt. So the debts never go away. That, um, I I, think, I mean, it tore us all up um to to see what is happening there and to know that this there's four and a half million people in that situation hope is an innate
2: i guess thing that all human beings carry i have no hope in life is kind of the the way in which they were before but then when they encountered jesus it was like i'm giving you beauty for ashes i'm giving you joy instead of mourning I'm giving you a renewed spirit instead of a spirit of despair. Yes, I'm in the miry clay, um, but I'm going to set your feet upon a rock. And whether it had happened yet in the natural, like in this world, it had happened for them in the spiritual places. And now they saw themselves as I am seated in heavenly places. Um, I have a citizenship in heaven that can't be taken from me. That transfer that there's an exchange there that happens that so far supersedes things that we see in this world, it really does then give them a peace that surpasses their understanding.
4: So while we were there after the first day, we were all emotional wrecks the entire day. We just started texting back
5: with our friends and family back home, telling him about you know, our experiences there and just the staggering reality that we had just witnessed face-to-face with these precious people. And we started sending pictures and the questions started flying. And
4: all of a sudden, someone in the group was like, hey, we're gonna pay to free these 50 families. And at the church we had gone to, there's 50 families in slavery. And the person was like, hey, I'm gonna free all 50 families. Like, this is their debt, and this is how much to pay for an apartment, and this is how much to get them a little job. And we told them that, and they're like, okay, done.
3: Okay, well, we're gonna free them, then what? You can't take somebody who's been living for 40 years in slavery, take them out of there pay off their debt and then expect that they're going to be able to make a living. So our local pastors came up with a way to do that. One is to buy them, um, they, they call them loader carts, and it's like a motorcycle with a cart on the back of it. Those are apparently very profitable. We saw lots of those carts, um, and they were hauling everything you can imagine. With that, you've now equipped them to make money and to support themselves, and so you're changing their life. And so we've gone from, well, we're not going to just free them, we're going to set them on a new path.
5: So as a result, long story short, um, those 50 families that we went to just simply deliver Christmas blessings to, who are members of our church that have been being discipled um, for the past couple of years, not only did Jesus set them free uh, spiritually, but he has the power to deliver them physically as well.
3: Those 50 families, their lives are changed. And I think it's gonna to lead to, you know, you wanna find another way to get involved in Matthew 10, free another family, you know, just keep on freeing families. As they're coming to Christ and being saved through crusades, let's go the extra step and free them. Um, and put them on a new new course. As you go, preach this message, Heaven's Kingdom realm is accessible, close enough to touch. You must continually bring healing to lepers and to those who are sick, and make it your habit to break off the demonic presence from people and raise the dead back to life. Freely you have received the power of the Kingdom, so freely release it to others.